Today marks the 33rd anniversary of the Montreal Massacre, where gunmen targeted and killed 14 women at Ecole Polytechnique in Montreal. Are we doing enough to end gender-based violence in Canada? Joining us to talk about it is Suzanne Duncan, Vice President of Philanthropy at the Canadian Women's Foundation. Hi, Suzanne. Thanks so much for joining me. Hi there. Thanks so much for having me. A sad topic, but one we need to talk about. We need to continue this discussion. What do you think, in your view, what is the lasting impact of the Montreal massacre? That's a great question. And as you said, on this day 33 years ago, 14 young women were murdered at Ecole Polytechnique in Montreal, and another 14 were injured. Um, This is an anti-feminist massacre, and it was the largest mass shooting in Canada at the time. And I want to just note that the only um, the only larger um, shooting was in 2020 in Nova Scotia, which was also perpetuated by a gunman known for domestic violence. Um, So I think that today it's important to mark that history, but it's also a day where we really need to focus on what we need to do as a country to really end gender-based violence and really center survivors and ensure that we have a safe country for everyone. Let's go back a little bit before we can go forward. What has been done over the past 33 years since the Montreal massacre to really address and and try to get to the point where we can prevent gender-based violence in our country? Well, there's been quite a few things that have happened, but I'll say that progress has been slow. Um, Gender-based violence is one of the most stigmatized and difficult to talk about things that we have um, as a culture. And it's really important that we um, bring it out of the shadows and help support people who live through gender-based violence. Um, We now understand how common gender violence is. 44% of women experience some form of intimate partner violence in their lifetime, um, intimate partner abuse. And we know that marginalized women like Indigenous women and women with disabilities are at elevated risk. Now, the good news is in November, just just a few months ago, uh, just last month, um, the federal government announced a long-awaited national action plan to end gender-based violence, and provinces and territories have signed on. This is a really positive step, but it's taken a really long time. And there's some people who are worried that it's not far-reaching enough and doesn't have the same kind of accountability measures we would need. And this is why we need to keep talking about it because tragedies continue to persist. I mentioned the shooting in Nova Scotia. Um, last week, Winnipeg's poli- Winnipeg Police's news of uh, the rest of the man who was accused of killing four Indigenous women, it's devastating and it's unacceptable. And we need to stand up as a country and say enough is enough. We need this national action plan. We need the culture change. We need to make changes today. We call it gender-based violence. Are we talking, I mean, obviously, specifically, this is violence against women perpetrated by men in these cases, correct? In a lot of these cases, absolutely. But we want to be really aware that... um, a lot of the the gender-based violence, the intimate partner violence, um, these are things that happen to folks who are really at risk. That's women, that's in particular Indigenous women, that's in particular marginalized women, that's also um, people who are gender diverse. It's really important to really think about that power dynamic and the ways that the system um, can really let those things slide. You know, we've heard lots and lots of stories of folks who have experienced gender-based violence for a long time and have really had challenges holding their partner accountable. Power dynamic, I think that's the key term in in this discussion, Mm -hmm. right? So, okay, let's move forward then. What more do we need to do to protect Canadian women? 
I think all of us need to speak about the National Action Plan and how important it is for our provinces to really take those concrete steps that are that are there. But there's stuff that we can do personally. We need to each individual can help create culture change. We can all support survivors in our life with care and non-judgment. Here at the Canadian Women's Foundation, we've launched a Signal for Help responder campaign. Um, we have 40,000 people who've signed up to really learn more about how they can support survivors differently and really be that culture change that brings violence out of the shadows and into a place of support. So if folks are interested in what they can do personally, they can go to signalresponder.ca to learn how they can be part of the solution. Signalresponder.ca. Got it. Absolutely. I'm writing it down right now. Got it. Thank you so much, Suzanne. Appreciate Thank your time you. this morning. Important that we continue to talk about the tragedy that happened in Canada so that it never happens again. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you, Suzanne Duncan, Vice President of Philanthropy at the Canadian Women's Foundation.